BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, we always do our waiver wire show early on Tuesday afternoons. This can help you out in your 12-team home league. This can help you out in the FFPC main event. We will simply do our best to make sure that you are uh, that you are winning your league. And, you know, weirdly enough, I, I've kind of been having this thought. I wonder if the waiver wire with people just drafting more efficiently in general is is going to be less of a source of fantasy points moving forward. You know, obviously in, in shallower leagues, you're going to be able to get Garrett Wilson and Josh Palmer and Jahan Dotson and Ashton Doolin, Raheem Mostert, the Arizona running backs, and so on and so forth. But you know, in, in a lot of these leagues, especially very competitive leagues, the best options, the best handcuff running backs, these guys are are sort of already owned, which is, um, you know, it is definitely a bummer. And I think that's part of the fantasy football market getting more efficient. You know, you don't really see teams holding on to three quarterbacks and two defenses. So definitely keep that in mind as you are making your waiver wire bids this week. As always, we're going to run through the positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, starting with quarterback, Fairly important week for quarterback because some teams lost Dak Prescott, some teams lost Trey Lance, some teams you know might be starting Matt Ryan. Uh, you know Tom Brady definitely I think is is not a guy I would feel super comfortable starting right now. The number one quarterback if he's out there in any of your leagues got to be Carson Wentz. Back to back. 30-point games, I would expect that he is probably owned in most leagues. So if you're trying to replace Trey Lance, if you're trying to replace Dak, what are you doing? Well, uh, the Joe Flacco, I do have to say, is actually probably a, a bit at this point just because the Jets are running so many points, uh, just running so many plays. Obviously, you're not ecstatic about starting Joe Flacco, but he is going to be out there in most leagues. I think the next tier of guys, Jared Goff, Tua, if he's out there, although they have a difficult matchup this week against the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to kind of be 18, 19 fantasy points per game. He had 29 passes coming in with Trey Lance. He was the quarterback 17 last week. I mean, that's that's probably fair. You're really only playing him in matchup spots. I would say I prefer Jimmy, Mac Jones, Jared Goff and Tua and and Flacco as well to the Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill guys. But perhaps the more important note at the quarterback position is that Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis are trending towards being pickups. Um, 
Both Pittsburgh and Tennessee's starting quarterback situations look awful for teams that have lost a starter, or if you have, you know, a Brady, Matt Ryan type. These are these are sort of like contingent value guys. I mean, you know, Samaj P. Ryan basically, but at the quarterback position. And if the Steelers lose on Thursday, they have 10 days until week four starts. I do think that might be the time that we end up seeing Pickett come in. And then Willis, I mean, the Titans just look horrible. They uh, they they get shit housed by the Buffalo Bills. Malik Willis comes in, runs around a little bit, uh, and he did fumble the ball. But Willis, for example, you know, on teams where I drafted Trey Lance, I, I'm probably creating a roster spot for Willis just because I need some upside to get in there. Uh, moving to the running back position now, the number one bids of the week are going to be, in most leagues, you know, in, in very competitive leagues, are going to be the two Arizona running backs, Darrell Williams and Ido Benjamin. These guys split touches when James Conner exited with an ankle injury in the second half. Daryl got eight carries. Eno got five. He had both of the Arizona backfield touches inside the 10-yard line. Eno out-targeted Williams, ran fewer routes, and uh, also did get majorly out-snapped on third downs. I think the mentor is probably the ad, but you got to add both of these guys this week. Um, and stop me if you've heard this before. But the 49ers backfield is, again, a spot we need to be adding because Tyrion Davis-Price suffered a high ankle sprain. I would imagine he's going to miss at least a month. He got 14 carries last week. So Jordan Mason, who some of us picked up and maybe dropped last week, he got zero touches, didn't register an offensive snap. But no way is Jeff Wilson Jr. going to handle every running back touch in this backfield. And I would even spend 5 to 10% on Marlon Mack as well. Both of them you know, need to be stashed. Jarek McKinnon only ran one fewer route than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on Thursday night and uh, scored the touchdown as well. You know, not going to be—McKinnon is not going to be a running back one, but he's sort of a, a Naheem Hines type. The Ravens backfield, honestly, I have all of these guys as drops, but the one who looked the best against the Dolphins was Justice Hill. Um, so, you know, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much all we got there. Um, Amir Abdullah, I, I suppose, is kind of the third down back on the Raiders. I would maybe spend a couple a couple bucks on him. But uh, it's it's really not a very good position. It's really just not a very good week at the waiver wire in general. But definitely not a very good week for running back. So it's pretty much the Arizona guys. And then I suppose if you are in a not very competitive league, Raheem Mostert might be out there. Uh, he was he he got 14 touches to Chase Edmonds six against the Ravens. He he does look like the lead running back for the Dolphins right now. Moving to the wide receiver position, a little bit more interesting this week. Uh, 12-team league, got to add Garrett Wilson, 30-40% to 40% on him, uh, absolutely smashed. And despite that absolute smash, he is uh, in the top 10 of PFF's negative expected points, which means even with the smash, his 37.8% target per route run rate means that he is, uh, is likely in line for even larger smashes moving forward. Uh, same deal for Josh Palmer, 10 to 20% in any league where he is out there. Jacoby Myers needs to be rostered. Jahan Dotson needs to be rostered. Uh, getting to main event, deeper league ads, Ashton Doolin was the best Colts wide receiver. Uh, he has been targeted on 32% of his routes this season, and he led the Colts in target share without Pittman. Um, and, and really, I would rather have Ashton Doolin than Paris Campbell. And it also doesn't look like the Indianapolis tight ends, Mo Ali Cox or Kylan Granson, are, are great. And I think Doolin should be out there in a fair amount 
of main events. Now, obviously, hopefully, you are are not wanting to start him. Uh, that would that would probably be a bad spot. But I Ashton Doolin is just a guy, one of those guys who went to a really small school. Uh, don't even believe he was a combine invitee, but uh, you know, sort of in the Jeff Janis sort of uh, archetype, just a super athletic guy who went crazy at uh, at a smaller school. He went to Malone, but ran a four four. He is six one two fifteen. You know, just uh, just a true athlete at the wide receiver position. Sterling Shepard needs to be owned in 12-team leagues. Wondell Robinson remains injured. Canaries Tony played only 28 snaps. I also think Richie James is a guy. As long as he is going to maintain this targets per route run, he had the highest targets per route run on the Giants in Week 2. Uh, I, I think Richie James is probably a low-end like wide receiver 4 type guy in this offense. And I'm not... I'm not dropping Kadarius Tony either while we're here. You know, I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tilt drop Kadarius Tony, but very similar to Malik Willis, very similar to some of these handcuffed running backs. Like you you were just kind of waiting for the situation to change because obviously he is very talented. Uh Noah Brown, deep league ad. He had five for ninety-one and a touchdown with Cooper Rush at quarterback, sixteen percent target share. Dalton Schultz injured his LCL. Michael Gallup is Still working his way back to health. I don't. I don't know if we're going to see him at 100% for a few more weeks. But Noah Brown. Uh, Noah Brown. I could actually see starting over some guys who have been in my lineups. Um, you know, especially against the Giants, who are not very good. Uh, Greg Dorch. <laughs> he uh, only got four targets, but did end up scoring the touchdown. However, Rondell Moore should eventually come back from this hamstring injury, and then you will just stone cold drop him. Then we definitely got to talk about the Buccaneers wide receivers, kind of uh, kind of a little bit of an interesting spot there. They sign Cole Beasley in free agency. Mike Evans is suspended for a game. Rashad Perryman ran 27 of 35 routes last week. Russell Gage ran 28 of 35. Scotty Miller ran 19 of 35, and Jalen Darden played nine snaps and ran two routes. Uh, obviously, I think the guy you would add there would be Perryman because he, uh, you know, I guess he seems to sort of have the best chemistry with Tom Brady and also plays the more fantasy productive role kind of as the deep threat nine route guy out there. So uh, again, main event, deeper leagues. And Perryman also has been productive for the Buccaneers in the past. You know, he's had three touchdown game with a uh, three touchdown game with Jameis Winston. I, I do, uh, I, I I think you, there will be guys who are worse starts next week than the the truly rundown Buccaneers this, uh, this upcoming week with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones potentially all out. Donovan Peoples-Jones went from a 33% target share to one share, uh, to to one target this week. He is probably a drop. Nico Collins had the same amount of targets as Brandon Cooks this last week. Um, And I am at the spot where I think that Romeo Dobbs is probably the best Packers wide receiver to add. Now, again, main event, he's not going to be out there, but I do think he is an interesting 12-team guy. He just looks the best. Not a Lazard guy. Watson ran way fewer routes, and Randall Cobb is uh, headed off to the glue factory pretty soon here. Uh, And as I said, I, I definitely think Perryman is the correct Buccaneers wide receiver add. Now, finally, we are to tight end which is a, a horrible position. For example, in one of my main event teams, uh, I, I drafted Albert O, Hunter Henry, and Cameron Brait. I got one catch 
for eight yards out of those guys this last week. I mean, just the the deadest of positions. Tyler Conklin is actually probably my top add this week. He played 100% of the snaps in these super negative game scripts for the Jets. Uh, and he actually has a, a 20% target share through two games. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know why the Tyler Conklin thing is happening, but it is happening. Evan Ingram saw a team leading eight targets last week for the Jacksonville Jaguars, kind of a guy who we always thought would earn targets at a greater rate than he did. I am uh, I'm pretty interested in him. Logan Thomas needs to be added in all 12-teamers. He's not going to be out there in the main event, but he is a great pickup where he's available as the Washington football team remains this pass heavy. Hayden Hurst continues to play a ton. He was on the field for 85% of the routes to be run last week for the Bengals. I, I think he's legitimately a starter in 12-team leagues. Juwan Johnson has, uh, you know, continued to play a ton for the Saints, 16% target share. Seems like they are just going to be super pass heavy. Uh, probably like, uh, probably an FFPC guy, though. I don't know if I would want to start him in a 12-team league. And then uh, my my super sneaky play of the week is Jake Ferguson. He's not really run any routes. He's mostly been a blocker, but he has been the second tight end on the Cowboys. Dalton Schultz suffered a PCL injury in their win against the Minnesota Vikings. That's the same injury that bothered Zeke all year last year. And then if you really, really want to get deep, I have, uh, this will probably be the deepest name that we ever mentioned on this show, but Peyton Hendershot made the team for the Dallas Cowboys, and he is more of a receiving tight end. He had 136 receptions at Indiana, a uh, uh, career of 1,500 yards, scored 14 touchdowns, made the Dallas Cowboys as an undrafted free agent. I do, I do wonder if Dalton Schultz is out, if Jake Ferguson remains the blocking tight end, and with all the crazy wide receiver injuries that uh, that the Cowboys have, I do wonder if Hendershot actually ends up being the receiving tight end. Um, and, and in terms of like other guys out there in high stakes leagues, there there really is not uh, there really is just not much of anyone out there. It's, it's going to be I think a, a pretty bad week in the FFPC main event and in these really deep leagues, these high stakes leagues. So I would be mostly concentrating your bids this week on contingency value guys. That could be a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So if Ryan Tannehill gets injured, Malik Willis. Uh, you know if Jordan Mason and Jeff Wilson Jr. both die, then we have. Marlon Mack, uh, you know, Richie James, Greg Dorch, these guys. It just, uh, you know, I don't I don't really know what it is so far this season, why there has not been great options out there at, at the waiver wire. I, I expect eventually we are going to get to these uh, to these big bid type guys, but we are, we are not there yet. So maybe keep some of that powder dry for larger bids as we get a little bit deeper into the season. Good luck this week on the waivers, everyone, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. 
and dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.